Hi everyone and welcome to Let's Get Visible, a podcast for small business owners helping them to grow, have a sustainable business and get more visibility online. I'm Dawes Brown and I'll be bringing you SEO and digital marketing tips as well as interviews and conversations with other small business owners. So let's get started. So today I'm joined by Pam Burnett. She is the COO of Cream Collection and her goal is to eliminate pesticides from all forms of agriculture. Pam was the creative director of the South African fashion brands Earth Child and Earth Addict. She designed and directed collections for these brands, which grew organically from three to 23 profitable self-owned stores within eight years. Pam's entrepreneurial determination delivered results, and in 2015, she solely launched the first-to-market brand of premium, sustainable and fashionable hospitality attire in Australia. In a price-conscious market, she steers the company to remain true to its values and ethics. Cream Collection proudly shares the leaderboard of the Global Textile Exchange 100 Club with companies like Patagonia and Armed Angels. This leaderboard audits and publishes companies who utilise only organic cotton throughout their collections. And Pam's quote is, I think the word passionate is dated. My new favourite word is pioneer, as by pioneering, change happens and beautiful things evolve. So let's welcome to the Let's Get Visible podcast, Pam. Yay! Morning, George. Hello, hello. How wonderful to have you on the podcast. You too. Thanks for inviting me. You are very, very welcome. Now, there's lots of exciting things happening in your world, which we're going to be uh, walking through and sharing with our audience today. But we've had the pleasure of connecting through our weekly cuddle group, which has been absolutely fantastic because it's been an opportunity for us to connect on a different level. So I've been able to have um, your wonderful vibes, you know, for, for many months and weeks now. And again, just excited that I get to share this with our audience on the podcast today. So thank you so much for making time. And uh, we'll jump into to some of our key questions. So that is quite an intro and a bio um, and your background. So can you tell us a little bit more about your business journey, where it all started and why you chose to launch your own business or businesses now? Mm, thanks, Doris. Um, <laughs> for sure. So I am heart, at heart, I'm a clothing designer and I've always been involved with fashion. I have since the age of eight, I've wanted to be a fashion designer and I, love I believed in my dream. And although my dad said to me, do it, get involved in a career that'll make you lots of money, I thought, hmm. Anyway, he thought clothing would make me a lot of money, but it didn't. But it did keep me creative and it kept yes. me so happy. And that is the most beautiful gem about, my, about what's happened in my career. Yes. Um, so I was introduced to organic cotton in about 2004. And I realized how important organic cotton was to the planet and to communities. Um, and since I started working with organic cotton, 
I realized how um, I, I just got more and more involved in environmental issues. Uh, once you start researching, you, you are just blown away by all the, the negative impact that fashion has on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so since 2004, I have been dedicated and committed to only using um, organic cotton. I'm not sure if anyone knows what the difference is between organic cotton and conventional cotton, but just very quickly, um, conventional cotton uses pesticides. Right. Um, so by using pesticides, we eradicate uh, insects. We mess with the bioorganisms of the soil. The pesticides wash off into the riverways. We affect uh, water life, and eventually it all gets into the ocean, and we affect marine life. And once I, <laughs> once oh, got a sad I face. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Once I realise the impact, and the the amazing thing about anything is there's always a solution to any problem. You just have to find it, and you, or you research it, or you create the solution. Anyway, uh, so the, so organic cottons use no pesticides at all. Conventional cotton uses um, pesticides. And surprisingly, um, and I was so saddened by this statistic, is that only 1% of all the cotton that is used in the world right now, today, is organic cotton. Yeah. So wow. I, yeah, so we are responsible for 99% of um our choices and 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 putting pesticides into the environment anyway why did i get involved in this business it was 2009 and i was sitting on my couch in cape town south africa yes and this amazing program called master chef was trending and i was watching master chef and yeah. these two pioneers were on the show one was a chef, his name is Matt Stone, and the other is Joost Bakker, and he's a sustainable architect. And they had designed a pop-up restaurant, which Matt was um, leading as the chef, and they were just talking about sustainable uh, produce, sustainable livestock, uh, sustainable restaurant procedures, et cetera, et cetera, and I thought, I want to be a part of that. But wow. there was a bit of a, yeah, <laughs> I just thought, oh, there are such pioneers in this. This was more than uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I want to be a part of those two, those guys' world. I want to be a pioneer like them. So, but there was one problem. I was in Cape Town. They were in Australia. Um, uh, they were in hospitality. And I was designing children's fashion. Uh -huh. Anyway. There's always a solution to a problem. Two years later, I found myself in Australia. And three years later, I launched a brand of uh, premium, sustainable hospitality and tire. And amazingly enough, Matt Stone is my customer now. <laughs> and, six, yeah. and six months after launching the brand, I got a call from MasterChef Australia to say, Pam, we've seen all our rock star celebrity chefs coming onto our show wearing your brand of hospitality apparel. Yeah. And we want you to um, supply our, with George, Gary and, and Matt at this time. Yeah. And they flew me down to Melbourne and I went on set on MasterChef and was introduced to all the guys and it was, nothing came of it, but it doesn't matter. It's amazing. 
if you want to do something, you can do it and you can achieve it. So, yeah. Goodness. (laughs) I know no one can see us, but my eyes and my jaw are just dropped. So from sitting on the lounge in Cape Town, watching a show and it having such an impact on you, you know, I guess both from a personal level and a business perspective, because moving from anywhere is not an easy feat. Like having to travel, you know, across the world and move to a new country and all that kind of thing. You know, I guess that journey in itself would have been, yeah, quite a big thing for you. And and transitioning from South Africa to Australia. How did you find that transition? Have we welcomed you well and, yes, given you all the love and support that you needed? Oh, absolutely, Doris. It, it was completely overwhelming because I was a big fish in a, in a small pond in South Africa. Yeah. I was leading the children's fashion industry there and we were initiating new new business models, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I came to Australia and I was a fish out of water. I it was the mo- it was the one the most difficult thing I'd ever done in my entire career. Um, it, it sounds like a dream, but it was quite difficult to get to that dream because um, when I arrived, I had just said goodbye to my company. I'd sold my company in South Africa. I didn't know what I was going to do in Australia. Um, I didn't launch the brand immediately uh, because it was still something that I had thought about. But coming to a new country, uh, I thought, no, let's just understand the environment first. So I actually joined, I was um, employed as the design manager for Target Australia. And that was another big thing. Sorry, Target Australia, but it was it was everything that I did not stand for. Yes. It was fast, fickle fashion. Make it fast, sell it cheap. Don't care about the environment. We just need more, 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 more. And we need to pay less, less, less for it. Yeah. And that went absolutely against all my values and all my business ethics. Um, and so I left there and I started Queen Collection. It was like, okay, that was the nail in the coffin. That was just so... Um, defining. It was a defining time. It was so defining for me. It's, that yeah. is not what you're about. Rather go, go and do what you really believe in. So, yeah. So Amazing. Yes. But yes, I was welcome to Australia. And my gosh, Australians are just the most open-minded people and it it is that thing of give it a go what's yes. the fair chance what, what's the saying in australia a fair go have uh, like fair go. Yeah. yeah give it a fair yeah. go yeah. yeah and how lucky we are to now have you here on our shores and that whole experience yeah and journey that you've had you know it leads to other beautiful things Absolutely. um yeah which is part of the groups and and you know networks that that you're part of now and and that's obviously how we um initially connected and met too so so that's just su- such an inspirational story. Oh, my goodness. Um, and, yes, just the amount of passion that drives you. But one thing that I took away from that, um, you know, first question was there's always a solution to any problem. Yeah. And 
I'm of the same mind frame and same belief that, you know, whatever it is, whatever the, the issue is or whatever the problem is, there's a solution. But sometimes you've just got to look in different places or find the answers, you know, in different spots. But it's absolutely having a go um, and giving it a fair go so that you can, as you said, do something that helps you be creative and happy. And I think many of us as small business owners or entrepreneurs, you know, we don't start businesses just with the dollar sign in mind because what you find is that, you know, basing your business around that type of strategy and goal is not sustainable. It's just something that you can't maintain because as you mentioned with your experience with Target Australia, when you're not aligned with the same, you know, vision and what you believe in and your ethics, it, it, just starts to wear you down, doesn't it? And it's not something that you can continue to do because it starts to remove that creative side from what you're doing and most definitely starts to eliminate the happiness. And then you're sitting there going, well, why the hell am I doing this? <laughs> I'm not doing it because of the, you know, the dollar sign or the money. I wanted to try and do something where I could make an impact and a difference. And so when those two things are not no longer there, it's then something you most definitely have to walk away from. Um, you're absolutely right, Doors. You could yeah. not have said it better. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. And having been through it, uh, as well. So when the when the tummy tells you it's time to move on, it's time to move on. But yes, yep. what a what a um, exciting. But yes, as you said, you know it would have been quite a challenging time um, to to make such a move from there to to here. But grateful that you're here now. So you mentioned a little bit about Cream Collection and I just wanted you to be able to share a little bit more about your genius and how you've you know, developed that business and that brand and the best way that you serve your audience with the products and services that you now provide. So my genius is actually not my genius. My genius is actually my client's genius because okay. I had no experience in hospitality. It's, it's, you know, you know, it's like sometimes you have to be stupid to launch a business. And sometimes <laughs> people say to me, why did you do it? Or, or I think, Oh, I was seeing, uh, it was just through sheer stupidity. That I launched it. But anyway, so um, I, I entered into an industry which I had knew nothing about. I knew nothing about what they needed. I knew nothing yep. about how to run a business in Australia. I knew nothing yeah. about target markets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was a creative. I wasn't a business person. Yep, gotcha. But fortunately, what happened was very quickly, word got out there that there was a new brand on the block. And I started getting calls from, from I, I have to say that uh, primarily my customers have been chefs and it's now um, um, exploded from there, yes. expanded from there. Um, yes. So I was getting chefs who were, and these chefs are like the real rock star chefs of Australia who were contacting me and saying, we want, we've been looking for X, Y, Z we cannot find it. Will you help us? And I just said yes to absolutely everything at that stage. Yeah. And so my, so they actually helped create my brand for me. And then like you mentioned earlier, 
um, it was a ripple effect. They then told their friends, they became the ambassadors for my brand. And they, they were saying, oh my gosh, we can't believe how amazing this is. They were posting on Instagram or appearing on MasterChef or talking about on their websites or whatever. Or yeah, and, and they were sharing the love for me. So mm. it wasn't actually my genius. It was them, them who came to me. And they are just the most wonderful clients. And we now use their designs. And they're happy for us to use their designs because they got what they wanted. And yep. they wanted to share that. Yeah. So, yep. That is awesome. And I love how you say that was just sheer stupidity. That, <laughs> that was one of the drivers behind yeah. you developing and create creating your now you know amazing brand as you said that's been shared well worldwide really because MasterChef is not just an Australian based show it it, it streams everywhere absolutely you know, we yeah. have we have um, numerous clients overseas now we have some yeah. of the top chefs in the world wearing yeah. our brand and I'm so proud of that that's Within amazing five years we yeah 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 which is not a really long period of time when you come to think of it five years is not really that yeah that long at all is it amazing no. No. and you also mentioned that there's a new sort of segment or part of your business that's been recently launched so did you want to share a little bit of information about that with us as well absolutely thanks Doris uh, so due to the challenging time in March of this year, um, obviously as we supply the hospitality industry and due to lockdown, hospitality industry went into zero, into lockdown and our turnover fell impacted, to yeah. zero in, yeah. overnight. Um, so, sorry. And then I noticed that suddenly our website was getting a lot of hits and a lot of purchases were going to people in domestic addresses and they were just buying one of each item. Ordinarily, we would sell 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 of each yeah. item. And yep. we saw we were just selling one of each uh, kind of, so it was an apron and it was a fashionable style of apron. And I realized that because people weren't able to go out and enjoy meals in a restaurant, they were actually cooking for their families and their, actually only their families at that stage, but they wanted to feel like a professional in the, in their creative zone, which was their kitchen. And we thought, okay, here's an opportunity. Let's launch a brand of fashionable aprons not only for cooks and bakers but also for florists and gardeners because everyone was suddenly digging up their back garden and creating veggie patches and we now have launched uh, a second branch uh -huh. called queen collection creative and that's for all the creatives at home all the florists artists gardeners barbecues cooks bakers Etc. So now we have two division, two segments of our business. One is Queen Collection Pro, which is for the hospitality industry, and the other is Queen Collection Creative, which is for all the um, domestic creatives. Yeah, creatives. Yeah. And the other lovely thing about that is, um, I went to college with a friend. I met a friend in college in South Africa, mm -hmm. uh, which was what thirty years ago now. 
Um, she and I have always remained friends. She illustrates the most beautiful textile designs. And due to this new branch that we've launched, she and I are now collaborating on Australian, uh, she, she's designing all the Australian prints, but they are something that you no one's seen before. Oh my goodness, I'm exciting! And now we are printing those onto beautiful pure linens and we we make 100% Australian uh, products now. Um, but that's not yet launched, it's soon to come, but it's just so lovely how she and I have had this, um, this creative friendship and finally we found a, a mechanism to to launch a, a business out of it. So, yeah, that's okay. beautiful. The whole, the whole demise of COVID has actually worked in our favour fantastically. It, yeah. it really was a gift because it was something that I always wanted to do but never had the time to do it. Yes, so, yeah. I actually thank that challenging time. Yeah, and in the quote, when I mentioned your bio, I also mentioned your quote, um, which I'll re-say. So I think the word passionate is dated. My new favourite word is pioneer. And I truly think and feel that you've stood by that and backed that up 100% because in such a challenging time when, you know, a large portion of your market is the hospitality industry, that you've seen that opportunity, you've used things like data um, and information coming through from your website to pioneer a new avenue into your business, which has now led to a collaboration with, you know, an old time friend. And it's, again, creating all these new blooms, you know, mm -hmm. other things are, are starting to blossom out of this mm -hmm yeah, challenging time and a time where we could have looked at it in, I guess, a negative way, but so many opportunities have come out of going into lockdown, being able to stop and slow down and press the pause button. Not that we had anticipated that or necessarily wanted it, but it just forced us, didn't it, to recognise or realise different things. But we've now evolved as not just people, but as businesses as well which I think Absolutely. is super bloody exciting because, you know, change, yeah, it can be hard, but it's also a very interesting and exciting time when you're moving into a new direction and you're just going with whatever is being presented to you. You know, it's presented to you at that time for a particular reason. So Absolutely. one of the quotes that I always say is, you're never given anything that the universe doesn't think you can't handle. So you know, it's, it's being done for a reason, whether it's a lesson or finding purpose or whatever it is, it absolutely all happens for that reason. But we're continuously being directed into areas that, yeah, we may not have mapped out or planned, but it's, it's the journey that we need to go on. So. But isn't that so exciting? Dawn? I think so. All about. You yeah. have to be flexible. You can't you do. be stubborn and set in your way. Otherwise you will, you can't, you won't grow. No, and you yeah. won't succeed. There's just yeah. no way that you're going to, yeah, be sustainable and succeed. Exactly. If you're yeah. just sitting, you know, in your comfortable little bubble. Um, the other thing I, you know, have continuously shared and said on our guest interviews as well is that business, even if it's your own business, is not achieved alone. It's through collaborating with others. It's through the love and support of others. It's actually not just you. 
And, you know, I'm very grateful because it's the people that I've surrounded myself with that have actually helped my business be what it is today. And without them, it wouldn't be what it is today. You know, I'm certainly not sitting on an island and, and doing all this on my own. Absolutely not. You know, I've got mentors and, and people that like our groups that we catch up in just to have perspectives from other people and, and ideas and thoughts and leads to collaboration, leads to, you know, new exciting opportunities, which, um, yeah, most definitely it's not a journey that you take by yourself. No. No. So hindsight can be a great thing. Out of the experiences that you've had, particularly since, you know, that time sitting on the lounge and watching that MasterChef episode to where you are today, is there anything when you look back on your experience and what's happened that you would do differently and why? Numerous things. And I wish I could start all again, but it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. The first thing I would say is research, research, research. Okay. Research your target market, research competitors do your SWOT analysis research is the number one thing we because we all think we've got this fantastic idea we and we think it's fantastic we think the whole world thinks it's fantastic as well. <laughs> yes but sometimes and then you yeah. can put so much work and so much effort into it only to find out that maybe somebody else has already done it or they yeah. have, or they're doing it in a similar way yeah or yeah, so research, 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 and always ask your customer. Your customer knows, and your customers can solve your, your problems for you. Yes. Because, yeah, they've worked with that problem. Sometimes we think that we are the solver to that problem, but in their, in their minds, they've, they've actually solved the problem, but they don't know how to implement it. Yes. So research, research, research. Um, in hindsight as well, I wish I'd knew, known more about finances and I wish that I had had somebody to guide me, like you said just now, and mentor me about cash flow projections, business projections and goals. Um, fortunately, about two years ago, I we all know that in businesses, there's a three-year mark and there's a five-year mark. There and is. If you can make it to three years, you're doing okay. If you can make it to five years, you're doing okay. Yeah. I have to say at three years, I was very concerned about my future because I was just the creative. I was, I didn't have any business acumen at all so I engaged a um, financial guy who helped me and from that moment my business turned around because he taught me how to set goals how to set cash flow projections how to work out the money that basically the bottom line and how the bottom line can impact your future and since that day my business changed so I would I, I, in hindsight I wish I'd known about cash flow projections way earlier in my business journey yeah and the other thing about um, in hindsight I wish that I had not tried to do everything myself because we are not professionals. I'm not a professional SEO person. I know nothing about SEO. Yeah. And for me to try and learn about SEO and implement it, 
I am wasting my time. Yes. Rather do what is best for, uh, concentrate on what your skills are and outsource everything else. And don't worry about the money. It's that thing of penny wise, pound stupid. If you pay a professional to do it, you will get results way quicker than yep. if you try and learn it and yep. implement it and stuff it up probably. Yep. And then you still have to find somebody to help you um, fix it. Fix it. Yeah. Which is yep. actually going to cost you more. Yes. So, yeah. Do what you do best and outsource everything else. Yeah, absolutely. And so many things that you've mentioned there. So I've hit my three-year mark in business in June. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm still here. Yay. Um, and again, it's only because of, yeah, the, the love and support of other people, I assure you. It's certainly not something that I can you know, say, oh yeah, it was just all me. Like oh, I just did oh, it all. Absolutely yeah. not. But so many things there that you've said, because what we do when we go into business, we're going into it based on what we're good at, what our area of expertise is. Now, there is a difference between being an employee and being hired for a position and doing what you do and doing it well to running an actual business. They are two completely separate things. Completely different. completely different. So you might be really, really good at SEO or you might be really, really good as a designer. But the running of a business side, oh, absolutely. So many things you said there. I wish as well I had taken the time to sit down. But you just don't know what you don't know. And I think absolutely. it's through those you know, little roller coaster rides that we go through. I call it the small business express. And again, I've mentioned that a couple of times on the podcast, but it's going through those bumps and hurdles and it's experiencing those that gives us the hindsight view of, oh, I wish I had done that. I wish I had spoken to that expert. But same with you, you know, where possible, we don't all have budgets initially when we're launching our businesses. So there are certain things that we do end up taking on. But as we start to evolve and grow, we do need to let go of those strings and we then need to trust other people that they're going to work with us and help us achieve our goals as well. I think the most important thing with that is, you know, finding people that are aligned with you because most of the times I think uh, small business owners or, or business owners in general won't let go of the chain because they've gone through experiences where they've tried to work with other people or they've hired other people and it's not worked out. But it's not a matter of, okay, well, everyone is exactly like that and anyone that I try to work with is not going to work out. I think you've just got to try and find the right mix and the suitability for you and your business because that's going to be different for everybody. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I shared a post um, and it was, you know, good things come in small packages. Like I think sometimes we're looking for sort of the be all and end all in bigger agencies or bigger companies or, you know, bigger things where what you actually need is a little bit more personalized, is specific to you. You don't want to just be another number amongst the hundreds and thousands, you know, of other clients, particularly if you've got a specialist product or service or offer. So it's about shopping around and finding something that is suitable for you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest or the best 
but just the one that's going to fit you, you know, correctly and properly as well. So yes, agree. Definitely need to outsource. And I think finding the right fit for you um, is incredibly important in that process as well. Yep. Yep. Um, now you mentioned a little bit about gaining that initial visibility and traction. So when you did launch cream collection, um, a lot of your clients or, or customers at the time were chefs and you mentioned that um, it was a bit of a ripple effect where one person would pass it on to another person and then it was word of mouth and those types of things. Do, do you feel that from a visibility perspective and really growing your business that, you know, word of mouth um, was key to that or what are some of the other things that you've done to try and get, um, you know, your business more, more visible out there? Um, thanks, Doris. Good, very good question. Um, so I would say, you know, the H20 rule um, that 20% of your 80% of your business comes from 20% of your marketing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I would say that our business has been built on referrals. I didn't have the marketing budget to go out there and spend lots of money on ad campaigns and Instagram. Yeah. companies and social media people etc to help me um and i honestly thank my customers for being our ambassadors and for being our marketers because they shared it they shared it to their peers to their colleagues um and the other thing about our businesses we're so very fortunate that with um, chefs and people in the hospitality industry, they move from location to location uh, geographically and they also move up in their careers. So if it's like anything, um, if we're introduced to a brand at the start of our career and we really enjoy that brand, we become very loyal to that brand. And as we grow in our careers, we recommend that brand to our to the other stakeholders of the business and so we've managed to grow our business through ambassadors so that way in the beginning they bought one little item now they are honestly they are kitting out the entire hotel staff from one little purchase that they maybe did four or five years ago um so with regards to marketing I burnt and I wasted a lot of money on trade shows as well. Okay. Because I thought, oh, I'll go and play with the big league. I can do this. And it just wasn't what we were all about. We are about connections. We are about personal friendship, relationship, personal business relationships. And I have to say that after spending a lot of money at trade shows after three years I gave up because the return on investment just wasn't, wasn't there, there. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, it just wasn't us I, I was trying to play in a league that wasn't what I stood for it was yeah. actually the antithesis of what I stood for yeah um so where do we do marketing Fortunately, most of it is inbound. We yep. don't have a sales team, yep. um, but to date, we are beyond capacity. We cannot Keep manage. Yeah. We have to change the business model now on, on at five years because we can't cope with the capacity um, at the moment. What so. a great problem to have, Pam. 
uh, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes less more. You know, like, yes. Yeah. I, I, people want to grow big, but bigger, oh. b- bigger problems. And I don't know if I want that. More money, I, more problems. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would yep. rather have a lovely little business where I connect with my customers and we have a lovely friendship rather than just becoming another number. I hear you. That is the basis of why I launched my small business. And constantly, you know, within the initial circles that I was in, it was scale and grow and build an agency and have a team and do all of these, you know, big and wonderful things. And it couldn't be further, like furthest away from my my vision and my mission for my business and I can almost record what you said word for word and pop it on my website because that's exactly how I roll I want to be connected I want to build those relationships my my clients become like family you know after I work with them even if their campaigns are you know done and dusted or they want to self-manage and I help them and support them to do that we still catch up for lunches and and dinners and coffee and you know on a personal basis because it's not about just you know oh this is just the the visibility part or this is the seo part you're working with people you know that's their livelihoods they've put their heart and sweat and tears and and soul into what they're doing and what they're developing and just having an understanding of that and knowing that they're not just someone you do stuff for and then tick them off a list and then off you go you know i say that in in my initial calls you know if we work together you know, that's, you're stuck with me for life. Like I'm not going anywhere after that. Like you may choose to do it for a certain period of time based on your needs, based on your goals, based on your budget. But yeah, I'm certainly not going to disappear, you know, after that period of time because we're then, yeah, connected um, and building, you know, as you said, those relationships. But it's a real testament to you and you really do need to stand back and go, well, Pam, like, well done for people to, you know, spread the word about you and to really develop that growth for your business and your brand is a reflection of how friggin' awesome your, your brand is and your products and your services are, because that wouldn't be happening without you being that key component to it. Like they wouldn't have done that unless you, yes, they did drive it for you, but it's you who they're actually building that relationship with as well so I get that your clients have helped you a lot but it's because of who you are and what you do as well that I think we need to acknowledge you, can, you can't bypass but, that. but I think it's also bigger <laughs> than that Doors. you know yeah. they say it takes a village to raise a child yes um, and I think the same in, in my business it takes a team to build a brand because and it's exactly what you said earlier about connecting with the right people yeah all the people in in my supply chain i have the most utmost respect for i've met every single one of them whether they be at an international location or a local location yes i've met with them we've built our businesses together we've built our friendships and relationships together and I think if you impart to your suppliers as well about what you stand for and how important they are to you together you build 
a beautiful brand and you do. somehow your clients get to understand that yep. and, and, and appreciate it and respect it. Yes. So I love it. it. It's not me. It's really <laughs> is a community. It's a team. Built this brand. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, now we've touched on this also and, and pioneering and diversifying and moving into new directions with your own business, but coming to the naughty C word, which is COVID. Um, how are you feeling about it all now at this point in time so we're recording this in July of 2020 and we've been through here in Sydney and New South Wales you know that lockdown period and then we were let back out into the big wide world um, we're starting to see another you know spike and an increase um, in New South Wales and Melbourne but how are you feeling about it all and do you feel that overall that whole naughty C word of COVID did it help or did it hinder you in a, in a business perspective it didn't only help it redirected us it it set us off in, in not a tangent but in a direction that we never ever ever would have expected yep i actually cannot thank the universe enough for that time of lockdown yep. because it was some we had when you work in your business and on your business every single day, you, this little hamster on this little hamster wheel, you're just churning, churning, churning. There's never stop time to stop, breathe, think, reimagine, rebuild. And that time gave us, that um, period gave us that time to do all of those things. Reimagine, <clears throat> refresh, and yep. rebuild. And... The other lovely thing that's come of it is our relationships with our clients have so strengthened and also with our suppliers, strangely enough, have so strengthened during that time because suddenly we were able to connect with people. We were able to connect with our suppliers and say, how are you? How is your family? What can we do to help you? We yeah. were able to do the same with our clients. And I have to say there's no naughty C word. It's just been absolutely positive. And yep. it was a gift of time that I think we all needed. The planet needed. We needed as individuals. Our businesses needed. Um, yeah. So I'm That's actually so, so, yeah. I'm so grateful for the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And so many lovely, as you said, connections and relationships, you know, that have either started or being strengthened and it's through that pause button that we didn't anticipate where this has all happened and it wouldn't have happened unless you know we were forced in that position yeah. to stop and, and to take a breath and yeah absolutely love it and again lots of what you've shared today lots of nuggets in there um, for myself and my audience so thank you so much Pam for taking the time and spending it with us today I know you're super busy um, but if the audience would like to get in contact with Pam you can connect with her on LinkedIn at Pam Burnett uh, also if you wanted to check out the cream collection they're at creamcollection.com.au um, and they've also got two Instagram pages which is creamcollection underscore pro and then cream underscore collection underscore creative so be sure to go and check it out um, but I will be popping all of those links to connect with Pam on the website when the podcast episode is launched but again thank you so much for your time Pam and I look forward to continuing our friendship and, and working relationship together and just yeah appreciate all the nuggets that you've shared with us today
Thank you, Doors. You're an absolute star. And I know that little Instagram post, and I responded saying, Dynamite comes in small packages. You and did. You are so <laughs> dynamic. So it's, just, it's been lovely being introduced to you. And I know that we will have a friendship that will go for many, many years. Absolutely. You're not getting away from me now. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. All right, Doors. Thank you. Bye bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for giving this show a listen. And don't forget to leave your feedback and rating as this would make me very happy. Now, if you want to learn more about me or my services, please jump on over to letsgetvisible.com.au where you'll also find links to my socials so you can connect there as well. Okay, well, that's a wrap for another episode. So I'll join you next time on the Let's Get Visible podcast. Thank you.